Just a heads up, in the following episode we had a few audio gremlins in the first 10 minutes. They clear up quite quickly though, so please bear with us. In this crazy world we live in, when people use the word geek, it can create certain impressions. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream. Let's learn about the real people behind the stereotype. I'm your super dummy Paul. This is Geek. My name's Darren Hackett. On Twitter and Instagram, I go by Yorkshire Bat Fan. Uh, I've been on for that for about a year and a half, two years, just delving into the uh, the bat geek, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I live in, uh, live in Sheffield uh, with wife, uh, three kids, mainly uh, working for a catalogue company. Uh, I'm a manager there. Uh, and then in my spare time, I'm currently working on my Batman website uh, with the toy photography that I like taking pictures of, hearing about my, my area and what have you. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Again, it's just early days at the moment in time, uh, only using my camera phone. Uh, but I'm looking into getting a lot better camera and some better lighting just so I can make uh, my photos look a lot more professional. So I'm a, a big Batman fan. Uh, I've got my, my dad to blame for that. For those Saturday mornings watching... Adam West fighting with rubber sharks and egghead uh, and stuff. So I've got into liking um, Batman for my dad. Uh, but my website, like I said, it were really just about my interests. But then the more I started liking and uh, sharing things, uh, I'm currently opening, opening to do stuff with a few companies especially like in regards to Batman Long Halloween Part 2. So real uh, looking forward to being involved with some uh, promoting with that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about what my website is at the minute in time. Uh, again, though, I am starting to, wanting to do a lot more uh, of my photography and what have you. When did you first start it up? Uh, the website uh, was just a couple of months ago, uh, but uh, I started doing a lot more on Twitter and Instagram about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, now, uh, starting to a few individuals on there, uh, Luke Bug, uh, the Geek of Steel, uh, spoken to him a lot. Uh, he shared some of his, not secrets, but a little bit of like, you know, what best ways uh, are going about, like, you know, trying to get involved with uh, other people, other uh, bloggers and um, what have you. He's been really helpful with that. Really, really nice bloke. I'd give him a like and a share if I were you. Really, really good, interesting things that he gets involved with. A, a lot of things nowadays, like with anything like the TV and what have you. But I think a lot with social media, people only really concentrate on the negatives. But they don't actually think, well, hang on a minute, it's not all negative because there's some really, really good friendly folks out there who only want the same thing that everybody else wants to. 
Uh, I mean, uh, Connor, who does BCRD, uh, he's another Sheffield lad. A really, really nice bloke. Uh, he's really started to get his confidence built as well uh, through getting to know other people like uh, Emerald Archer, uh, for instance. I like with Max uh, Byrne and John Hammond as well. And everybody's just, just brilliant. They, they just have to help each other. But you don't hear the good side of social media. But yet, in our little geek corner, should I put, should I put it, everybody's there for each other to offer advice uh, or just to offer, offer help into best ways of getting involved with like, certain things, for instance. It's like with when the Snyder Cut came out, that was a really good prime example of your, your mixes, you had your good side, that everybody like, look, we, we're just here to, to share it with something that we've been hoping, dreaming of for years to happen. Family happened, and it's so brilliant. Share, share it to kingdom come. But, you know, that, that, well, that's what we did, and we loved it, we enjoyed it. But then you had the flip side of that, when it was all Snyder Cultists, and so like, well, you can't win. We say, do you enjoy something? You get called a cultist. It's like, well, no, I'm sharing it because I enjoy it. I like it. I'm more DC. I'm DC fan. Uh, I, I was more into that side because to me, DC were. I think you, you hear a lot, but DC is more not not grown up. DC is more like the real life. But where Marvel's more fantastical, so to speak. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a. a some Marvel things that, that I don't really like. Uh, Falcon and Wind Soldier, absolutely fantastic TV series. Loved it. Loved everything, every bit of it. First Thor, uh, oh, Doctor Strange. Again, amazing. The, the the detail and the graphics on that film. Some of the some of the best visuals ever. I mean, the chase, halfway through. Really beautifully shot, really beautifully shot. But then people are like, oh no, you, you like DC, you're, you're a Batman fan, no, no, you, you can't like this, I said, you hate Marvel. It's like, well, I don't, I don't hate it because I've, I've just given you prime examples that I don't hate all Marvel. I mean, I used to love Spider-Man, I really did. The 90 Spider-Man series, amazing, fantastic, brilliant childhood memories of that. Same with X-Men. But I'm allowed to like something and I'm allowed to, you know, not like something as much. If you want to watch Marvel, you go for it. You go for it. You love it. You enjoy it. I'll just enjoy what I like. I work for, well, probably the one only catalogue shop that's got uh, actual shops. At me in time, so I can't really say who it is, but I think you can guess yeah, in in England. Uh, so yeah, that takes up a, a lot of my time when I've well when I've been at work. I've been at work for the last six months, uh, so I've been suffering with long COVID, uh, but I'm hoping to go back soon. But again, Luke Bug, uh, amazing lad for that. Uh, Helped a lot, but I've been a little bit down, having a little bit of chit chat about stuff. Uh, 
he's helped a lot with that. Uh, massive love to the fella. When I'm not at work, uh, I like going out with family, going on off holidays, just days out. Temping bowling, I used to be great. Yeah, I know I've got kids, but if I can beat them at temping bowling, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can be a, a, a sporting, but I, I, I do like to win. <laughs> you have to know that it's not just all about winning. <laughs> Teachers are just next time ball better. <laughs> That's all. So, yes, your geek journey. Um, you mentioned it started with your dad. I mean, how old were you when you first started getting into things? I was... Four, five. I guess like my dad was never a big comic book fan at all, but there were just certain things like the the Adam West six or six series, Saturday mornings or school holidays. It was always a case of like, come on, get your cereal, get your orange juice, you're sitting down, Batman's on. It all started from there. Adam West swinging on a on a rooftop. Clearly, <laughs> clearly the, the roof was laid flat on the floor. Everybody knew that. But for the, then when you're a four-year-old, it's like, oh, my God, this is just absolutely amazing. So, yeah, it weren't big, but because he knew that I enjoyed it, he was like, right, it was the... Before he put me on to Superman the movie, it was the... Yet again, the most cheesiest thing ever going. Nicholas Hammond's Spider-Man. And I think they put they played them on BBC Two. I don't know how they got the rights to it, but they were, I think it was like one, one of the films a week, so it was Spider-Man. Then it was, I think it was Return, Return of the Spider-Man. And then I can't remember what the third one was, but it got me onto them. And then I'm like, well, hang on a minute. He's climbing. There's no ropes. What's going off here? <laughs> this is this is amazing. This is fantastic. So I, I guess I got into that again because of me dad, my dad, uh, and then it just progressed from Nicholas Hammond, Spider Man to then straight up Christopher Reeve Superman, which that just well any four or five year old lad, it just absolutely blows your mind. Because you did think it, it could really fly. And um, from the, the films, it just then went on to, back onto TV series. So we had to re-watch all that Batmans. I could never get enough of them. And then as it later become, the next men came out, Spider-Man. Uh, these were the animated series. Uh, and then Batman, the animated series. Which as soon as Batman, the animated series came on, I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. That's not Adam West. What, what What's happening? And then, obviously, Michael Keaton's Batman. So then that just went off different ones. And then my dad was like, well, there's all comics. I'm like, all oh, right. I thought comics were for, for, for babies and that for kids. And my dad's like, no, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you some if you want. So, yeah, blame my dad. Even though he weren't a massive comic book fan, but because he could tell that I enjoyed him, he went out of his way uh, and, and started my, my geekdom. Like, he showed me 
Batman 66. But then because it were on the same, around about the same time, it like the Green Hornet as well. So then I was getting onto that and then um, Buck Rogers and then uh, uh, Man from Uncle, Randall and Upkirk Disease, all those. It then you know, brought me onto a, a, a different side of the geek, the, the more science fiction side. So then that then progressed into Star Wars and Star Trek and, and then obviously then, then back to the more sci-fi side where like my, my comic books, like we uh, Martian Manhunter, the early Green Lanterns, especially Kyle Rainey, he, he was my favourite. I think because when I was a kid, I used to like drawing comic books. I mean, I weren't amazing, but it was one of the things that I always liked to draw, like cartoon characters like Batman, Spider-Man, Captain America, Superman. Uh, and then because Kyle Rainey, he was the art, he was the comic book artist. So I'm like, well, hang on a minute, he, he's doing what I like doing. But then he's a superhero as well. So then <laughs> you kind of get it back into your, back your head. Hang on, if he's a comic book artist, I like doing comic books. I could become a superhero one day. So did it kind of stay with you then from that point? All these interests, they they never went away or did you drop in and out of them? I think they did. They did for a little bit for a few years, like when I were leaving school to like get my first job and that, and because uh, I spent a lot, of, a lot more time out of the house, uh, so I, I didn't lose interest, but I just didn't find the time, so I missed out on a lot uh, for probably about ten years, to be quite honest with you, but then. When I got with my partner and then I'm more concentrating, like when we're at work, just like staying at home, what have you. Then I'm like, oh, hang on, I can get some, you know, buy, buy some uh, graphic novels, get some comic books, catch up on some films and stuff like that. So it, I refound them again. Uh, I reread a lot of stuff like when they. Um, Broken Bat, the Asriel series with Batman. When that first, the first time that came out, I'd, it was in my time when I weren't really that interested because I'd, I'd, I was just too busy, so I couldn't catch up on it. Uh, so when that first went out, I couldn't, I, I missed out on that. I missed out on Superman Red and Blue. I know that's quite controversial because not a lot of people like the Superman Red and Blue storyline. But the costume got me. I absolutely loved both the costume variants. I thought they were amazing. And then I went back, uh, in fact, it was off eBay. I just went back and bought the entire set. Even though most of my comics were all Batmans and oh, a few Justice League graphic novels here and there, but the one Superman set that I have got is that. The, I, I, when, when I really got back into them, I, I had to buy them. I had to. And then since getting back into them, then I've I've not lost interest. It's more gained, especially now because I've got an extra couple of quid, so I can treat myself every every few weeks to actually do you know something. I'm gonna buy that DVD now. I'm gonna buy that Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy that now. I'm gonna get that now because I couldn't back then, but I can now. 
it was just so totally away from real life. So it, it was like a escapism, I think, because it was like, obviously, you know, like back back then, like, oh, school, great, really loved this, but then when I got home or Saturdays or Sundays, I could just totally zoom out of that and just delve back into this world that, yeah, it didn't, it didn't exist, but it was just a fantastic old place. So it were, I think, just escapism. And uh, I think, again, that's why I, th- I think when I go back to Batman, it's a case of people can, obviously, apart from the morbid side of it and parents getting killed and stuff like that, anybody could be them. So I think it like deep down, like you know, when I'm watching Batman with my dad, I could be like, well, it's only a bloke in a cape and some tights. Any anybody could do that. So I think as a kid, that that's what it is. It's just the fantastical side that always drew me in. So no matter what, if I was feeling feeling down or upset, or if school had been awful, then I know farewell that during the weekend and after school when I were in my comic books or weekends when I'm watching films or TV series and stuff, it was just totally escapism. But I, I, I think, to, to be honest, that that's what it is with Batman, what it was back then. I think it's why he's, he's still my, my, my go-to character because he is... At the end of the day, he's just a man in an outfit. Star Wars, I mean, I love Star Wars. Uh, another controversial one, but Revenge at Sith is a good film. <laughs> I, I do, I have a really big soft spot for Revenge at Sith. I really do. And I, I love Star Wars. I really do. I mean, when my uh, when my kids started like getting into it, I think Star Wars were one of the first protocols. Okay, so you watch this, everybody has to watch it as a kid. It's just, you know, it, it's brilliant, but it's not in your reach. It, that, that is a lot more fantastical. That is more, more out, out there, other worlds, aliens. I, I, I love them, but it, it's just out there. But again, that's just my... My, my personal opinion with that, that's why I more I then get drawn into back into Batman because again, man in a suit. But like my kids, they they've all watched Adam West Batman 66, again one of the first protocols. As soon as they're old enough, right? Batman's going on. I don't care. I'm wasting four foot. I've got all that series. I've got the absolutely amazing Batman 66 to move and return to Batcave. It'll film a few years after that one. But everybody has to watch Adam West dangling from a ladder, being hit by a, a rubber shark with anti-shark repellent bat spray. Everybody has to watch that. It's like it's a rite of passage. But it, it is, by now standards, it's not quite graphically there it doesn't look like it could happen in real life 
So they were a bit like, well, hang, hang on a minute. It's, that, that's a rubber shark. That's, that's not a real shark. I said, well, no, I, I, I don't think he, he'd have been able to walk ever again where our father, his leg were down that shark's throat. So th- that wouldn't have happened ever. Uh, so they, they enjoy it, but they're not there. Keaton's Batman, Batman v Superman, animated series. They, they love him. Mask at Phantasm, Sub-Zero, they absolutely love uh, but yeah, they, they, they're not they're not quite there with Batman sixty six. Bit gutted about, but you know I can't win them all. I mean, all this when uh, Comic Cons actually happen, uh, the oldest she's twenty, uh, and that's our dad daughter day. So whenever there is Comic Cons, like Sheffield Comic Con, uh, we're op- hoping to go to London, but I know they just cancelled one. Uh, but we're all hoping to go back there because she's into sci-fi, Harry Potter, and anything. Doctor Who, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, she's into it. So it's good that I've passed that on to at least one of them. It's it's good because it's like I'm reliving what I went through. But I'm I'm reliving it through the opposite side, so I can kind of see where how me dad what my dad were thinking and feeling like when he showed me Batman for the first time. So you're like, yeah, he'll, he'll like he'll like this, he'll love this, and then when I did enjoy it, you know, he'll like, oh, yeah, I'm onto a winner here, and then that that's what I feel like now. It was weird because he he'd buy them me, but he he wouldn't really read them or look at them himself. It was just a case of newspapers, that, that's his reading material, or uh, Stephen King's or some other war books. That's that's what he'd, that's that, as far as his reading material would go. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now... The third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Booger. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not fuck. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents... Mad Love. The Harley Quinn cast. (laughs) Back to you, Seth.
episode. Tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion podcast network. All work and no play makes for a dull way to live, don't you agree? Join me, Adam Ray, and a very special guest each week on the Hostile Takeover, where they and I discuss their favourite game, PC, console, board game or tabletop, whatever they decide, what we will talk about. Let gaming be the way forward. Working's too much. It's time for a Hostile Takeover, coming soon to a podcast feed near you. Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. Has your daughter sort of tried many comic books or is she more into the the TV and the movies as well? Yeah, both, to be quite honest. She, obviously, like the, the TV series, films, she'll watch them. She'll, she'll watch, watch whatever she can, anything sci-fi. Uh, comic books, she's, she reads a few. Like the graphic novels, what I've got. Uh, she's just finished the deceased set. Uh, what I got, I got like all the comic books. So I got like the two variants of everyone. So for the deceased first line at story, then to the dead planet, I got the two variants of those, the zombified and then the movie versions of, of each one. Uh, and then 
as soon as it come out on hard back, I thought, well, I've got to get that as well because I loved it that much. Uh, and she's like not that long finished the um, deceased hardback. She, she's enjoyed it. So again, another bit of a, yeah, that's my fault that. I'll, I'll, I'll take one out of three. It's good odds. I think you get your uh, your geek dad badge out of that one. <laughs> yeah, I should hope so after that. It's costing now. I mean, sorry, the doors behind me, they, they cost like quite a lot as it is. Just for context, Darren then pointed his camera towards his wall of Funko Pops. Uh, about 100 and, 104 different Batmans. I didn't know they did that many. Oh, there's a lot more than that. A lot, an awful lot more. I mean, there's, there's some that are like going into like two or 300 pounds and I, I think my wife would probably kill me if I started um, forking out for the, the big rails. Like the little Batmobiles. I've started getting them, like now the um, Hot Wheels ones. So I've uh, started getting those. I know the new uh, Robert Pattinson Batmobile, that's out already in state. So I'm trying to get hold of one of them at minute. So I think that'll cost a, a fair penny. So what started you off in uh, the toy collecting as well? I mean, I used to have a lot of more, more uh, the Masters at Universe. When I was a kid, Ghostbusters, Thundercats and stuff like that, and Star Wars. Uh, but I think it's more now, because I'm an adult, I've got a job. I can I can buy them myself. Uh, but with the Funkos, which I collect mainly, uh, it were a lad uh, at work who I used to work with, uh, and he started uh, buying the Star Wars Funkos. I think he's got about three, four hundred of them. Uh, so a lot more than me. Uh, and I'm like, what's that? You're like, oh, this, it's, it's it, I think he'd been to like Forbidden Planet before work. Uh, and he'd, he'd got his uniform on, came into work with his bag and sat on my break and he like, uh, like, oh, look at these, what I've just bought. And I'm like, what's that? I was like, it's a Funko. What's it do? Well, no. The window, so the statue is like storeroom. You can either have a mint box or a ticket box. It's like a just a statue, a model. It don't do all. No, it don't do anything at all. All right, what's the point of that? <laughs> then, uh, like, and then two weeks later, ah, uh, I went with him uh, into Forbidden Planet. And I saw him, uh, and he, he was looking at this Chewbacca one or something. And then there were a DC section by next to it, and there were two Batman Funkos. And the uh, Dark Knight, yeah, the Dark Knight one. I can't remember. What, oh, and then the Batman number one. And they were next to each other. And I was looking for about 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, sure, sure, I? it doesn't do all. Well. But it's worth a tenner for something that doesn't do anything. So I can't move it about. I can't put it in a special pose or anything like that. Uh, it just sits there. And then a year and a half later, I've, well, no, about three years later, now I've got 100 and odd Batman Funkos that just sit there and they don't do out. But I like them because of all the different variants. 
but then from them I've got so I've got uh, the Justice League, Ben Affleck, Hot Toy, and I've got a few of the seven-inch McFarlane toys, Batman, and some minifigs, Hot Wheels. Uh, I've got three Lego Batmobiles. Two at the same Lego Batmobile, not a 1966 one. I've got two of them. Because there's two different, there's like a battle settings. It's got two rockets on it where the antenna on front of it. And then normal setting is just when it's just like normal pose. But kids bought me the second one, not realising that I'd already got it. And they're like, oh, we'll take it back to the shop. Don't worry about that. And then you can get somewhere else. Like, no, 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 no. Perfect excuse now. I can build it up and now I can display both the variants of it, the battle one and the normal one. Are you sure? Because it's the same one. So, yeah, but it's not the same one, though, is it? It's two different variants of it now, so I can display them both at the same time. Oh. Oh, oh so it's okay then, you'll keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it. I built it and it's up next to my TV, both of them. <laughs> It's changed over the years, I think, with the geekdom. I mean, I think at one bit, geeks were just looked at, oh no, they're 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 the odd the odd kids who would sit in in the bedrooms or they'd sit in that sheds or in basements reading comics, playing board games and stuff like that. I think that got into back of my head a little bit when I was at that age, but I think now it's taught, it's a lot, a lot different because it's more mainstream now. I mean, you've got, God, I've got numerous amounts of TV. I mean, you've got the CWV, the Arrowverse. You've got the MCU. I mean, the, the MCU, I mean, I wish... Warner Brothers and get that into gear and get on to the same level as MCU but I think because of those it's it's changed it a lot because it's a lot more in mainstream people are everybody whether you're highly into like comics or you know geekdom if a Marvel film for instance I'll use that as an example is on its cinemas when it just comes out. Uh, Black Widow, I'll use that one. So Black Widow is soon going to be coming out. It's not just the geekdom that want to go out and watch it. It's everything because I think because of things like MCU and the Arrowverse in particular, it's, it's bringing it out a lot more to more people that it wouldn't do before. So because these are everywhere on TV or in cinema, films, Netflix, Amazon. It's opening people up more. So then people will go out and think, actually, you know, so I enjoyed that. So what else is there because of this character? So then they might look at, oh, Spider-Man. Oh, there's all TV series. Oh, there's all, there's all the films. There's your Tobey Maguire's. 
so I can watch all them films again. Or if they want to go really into it, then obviously there's your graphic novels, there's your comics, so they can. It's a lot more easier to get hold of, and especially now with with internet, because yeah, people are naughty for doing it. But if you can't get something that's not quite available, then they can they can watch or download something online. So it it's changed changed it a lot, and social media has changed it a lot as well, because again, it's more readily available. So I don't think so because of this, because it'd be more put into mainstream. It's changed people's thoughts on it. So it's it's not looked on a on a negative side. Well, it is because obviously you still get people who are oh, no, I'm Team Marvel, no, I'm Team DC, or no, I don't like that film. You're not allowed to like that film. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you like it, good for you. But no, I think it's it's changed it. I think a lot of that is is to do because of MCU. So that that has changed geekdom a lot because it, it's everywhere. I mean, I think I, I slate Disney a lot because I, I don't like a lot of things what they do, but their promotional stuff is a lot. I mean, they brought Marvel geekdom everywhere. So it's on, it were on lunchboxes before, but now there's about 40, 50 different ones or pencil sets. So then people, people see everywhere. So then they might think, oh, I wonder what that's about. Oh, come on, love, we'll, we'll, we'll watch this tonight or big, massive summer blockbuster. Oh, well, we'll watch it. But it's not just people that are into them that want to watch it. Everybody wants to watch them. What's going to happen next? So then it draws a lot more viewers into it. So then a lot, so the geekdom as a whole, it, see, it comes across a lot more people than what it used to. So that's helped it a lot. Change people's opinions on other people as well, which is always good. Because I mean, it's like uh, Disney Plus, for instance. I mean, on that now, you've got, 90s spider so people who couldn't see it back then you can bring it onto it like like i did with my kids you can bring it all into a new audience whether it's not just people who were into like you know geeky characters or anything like that i mean it could be somebody watching disney plus for oh i don't know something on stars but before they flip onto that oh, i wonder what that's about so they might have wanted to watch Breaking Bad, but then they end, they end up watching, uh, I don't know, Empire Strikes Back or Avengers Endgame or something like that. So I get it's something else that is just bringing it all into a new era and into a lot more fans. But people wouldn't have been fans necessarily before. And so again, because it's everywhere, it draws a lot more people in. I think it would have been the same back then in, in, in the 80s, I think. But I think, actually, no, it once, I think people's perceptions have changed a lot. I think in, it wouldn't have worked back then, sorry. I'll, I'll take that back. I don't think it would have worked back then. 
because I still think people are being like, no, I am not watching Spider-Man. I am, I'm not watching Daredevil. I'm not watching Batman. No, no, that, that, that's not me. I, I'm not somebody who's, who sits in my, my mum's basement or, or does anything like that. No, no. So because that perception has changed, that, that helps all a lot now, now. Do you think the, the biggest problem now is not so much the perceptions for, or the barriers from outside? Are they more the barriers internally? Like you say, like Marvel and DC or the comic books versus the movies? Or is that more what we've got to challenge now? Yes, I do. I think it's, it's definitely the more in, internal geek and then in, internal companies... Uh, because again, uh, well, I'll use it as the biggest divider going, the Snyder Cut. You have people who loved it, like, you know, proper, well, I'm not going to say proper fans because, you know, that, that, that's too insulting. That's not fair on people. Um, but you've got your fans who, like, like myself, I, I wanted to see it from day one. As soon as you found, heard that there were small inklings that, oh, actually, no, that's not, what he wanted he, he wanted other stuff and then everybody was like oh hang on a minute I, w- I want to see that so you had your you good fair fans were like oh no no I'm, I'm gonna if I can help if I can do anything to see this happen then I'll, I'll, I'll do it I'll do it but then you had other people who were well who were nicknamed the Snyder cultists and they they took that, but then they, they took it to a whole new level. It were you weren't allowed to like the Justice League. You weren't allow, allowed to like that at all, even though there might have been some scenes that were really good that that you really enjoyed. I mean, I, I liked the first scene with Batman and the criminal on top of the rooftops. I liked that. I didn't I didn't mind it at all. But then. I were damned because I liked it. No, you're not allowed to like that. I think it's people like that who there would be that would be the downfall. I mean, it's like it anyway. I mean, I've similar with, with comics to films. I mean, I don't I don't like Civil uh, Marvel Civil War. I don't the the actual film. I, I don't like it. To me, were an abomination of, of the comic book storyline. Comic book storyline is one of my favourites ever. It were globe spanning that got turned into a parking roll, a, a parking lot brawl. So a worldwide film, it, I didn't like it, but I didn't slate people who liked it. So that's that's different. You're allowed to like what you like. If people don't like what you don't like, then well, fair enough. Not going to hold that against you. Your your opinion is totally different to mine. So just value each other's opinions, but that that will be the downfall. People who don't and they refuse to believe it. They, oh no, they could. They can't be any other way. It's this way or that way. No, it's not. Just because something's different, don't mean it's bad. And that will that could be the downfall. I mean, obviously, we all the, the all the messing. Warner Brothers at a minute in time, hopefully that might change once the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery 
takeovers finally happened, hopefully then there might be a lot more going forward. Uh, but at minute in time, we what Warner's brothers did, it almost, they didn't help it because it's like they were helping fans to fight against one another. Which, again, that's more harmful than anything. If you want to make money, then you, you, you know, you make your fans happy. I mean, true, they might not all like it. I mean, people didn't like, some people didn't like Wonder Woman 1984. That's okay. That's your opinion. Other people, kids, uh, I didn't think it was fantastic. However, my, my mate's daughter, she loves Wonder Woman. And she went in to see 1984, and I think because it was more more cartoony in its how it was made, she absolutely adored it. Now, for me, that that that's more important. Just because I didn't like it means nothing. <laughs> she loved it, same as well. I, I won't go fully into it, but. Aquaman, that's going to uh, Aquaman two, that's going to start to be filmed shortly. That's definitely going to divide. The Flash, the oh no, that's only just started filming, hasn't it? Uh, the Flash though, that's going to divide a lot of people. But just because it it div- <laughs> you can't hate on what's not being made yet. I mean, it's only just started filming, but people are already hating it. Oh, it's going to totally destroy the Snyderverse and it's going to reset everything. Well, they said it was going to be a multiverse, so it's not going to destroy it. It's a multiverse. So it'll just be in another place. What's what's it matter? But one bit, we'd have absolutely loved to have seen these films. I mean, Christ, if Snyder Cut or all DC films came out when I was a kid, that would have blown my mind. That would absolutely blown my mind. But then, nah, there's, there's too much hate for things that people, they can't see. And I think they're just hating because it's the in thing. It's like sometimes, like, you know, if you start a, start a new job, you have to be totally open-minded to your surroundings, especially when you're in customer services. You have to be open to each individual's needs, what they want. So if somebody comes in, they want to buy, buy a TV, you have to be open-minded what they what they need it for. Are they somebody who's highly into tech? So I think, right, so there's all, the, all these different brands and stuff like that. Uh, right, that's that's good. Which one's best for for gaming and stuff? Right, well, for for gaming, you want something that's got high resolution, uh, that'll double take your gaming system. So I'd add my own my own point of view. I'd go for this TV. Then another customer comes in. They want a TV, but they want it more for films. They don't want it for gaming. So, right, well, this one will be much better for you. So it's the same thing, but you're changing the need for two two totally different people. 
So what, what people need to do is, yeah, that deed might not be for you. However, just because this one isn't working for you, this this other one, DC Marvel, I'll, I'll just use that. It's two totally different perspectives, two totally massive fan bases. So you might look like DC. However, we've got Marvel, which is totally different. So I'm like, actually, do you know something? Yeah, I like that one. I think they just need to be open, open to different perspectives of, of everything whether you're a computer geek or whether you're a film geek or TV geek. And I'm sure people like it with Coronation Street and EastEnders, two totally different soaps, but people like, people like one, people like other. But they're open, they're open to liking them or they're open to people not liking them, which is a good thing. With comic book geek, people just need to be more open-minded. You can read Darren's views and reviews on his website, yorkshirebatfan.co.uk. Darren can be found on Twitter at Yorkshire Batfan, as well as Instagram, also at Yorkshire Batfan. There you can see his toy photography, including an Adam West signed Funko Pop. All links available in the show notes. a super dummy production for fantastic universes find out more at fantasticuniverses.com and superdummy.co.uk slash geek you can contact the show on twitter at era of geek or by email geek at superdummy.co.uk you can support the show and fantastic universes by joining our patreon patreon.com slash fantastic universes